And lo, Rassilon, first of the Time Lords, returned Gallifrey to the center of time and space. With no others left to vanquish, the God President finally imprisoned his only remaining foe, the Doctor. Here, on her home planet Gallifrey, is where the Doctor's story began. And here is where her maddest scheme yet will end. But first, there's this funny bit in the middle. Welcome to the start of Season 2 of The Game of Rassilon. We are back, better than ever, with a new soundboard. Possibly better. Do we have better mics than we had? Kind of the same mics. Same mics. And some other mics, thanks to Dan. So yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And some lovely new pop filters. <laughs> ah. Very nice. They're very brightly colored. Yes. And some Funko Pops. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. As fun as this is, we really need to get to what's important right now, is that we're finally going to discuss Devils from the Deep. The dinner <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes talk Finally. I love Devils of the Deep. I love jokes that alienate part of the table, because uh, we do have joining us uh, <laughs> as a special guest player, we have David Blue. Hi. That's you. It's me. Yeah. That's my name. It's great. and it's, it's I recognize a, it. It's especially great because you're actually not going to participate for the first, mm, I want to say, 30 to 40 minutes of the first episode. I knew I should have had a drink. So if you do need to pee... What's a bit late now? Yeah. Oh, just, well. Just hold it. Just hold it. Got it. Um, and, I also uh, like that I made a joke that's like relevant to us right now, but yeah. for an episode, it's not going to air until like <laughs> six months after I made yes. that joke. And so the audience like, wait, what? Really? What? Like, it's it's <laughs> going to make sense for people who are binging the whole that's thing. That's true. Uh, I'm sure there's like 50,000 of those people mm-hmm. by now because we're so insanely popular. In yeah, games. our season two is where we took off with our fans. Yeah. Shall we? It's like uh, Buffy. How do we feel about... Uh, gaming some wrestling. Love it. Let's dive in. Hey, first of all, hey everyone, welcome back to our show. Thank yeah. you for sticking with us at, during our hiatus and coming back to us and supporting us in the first season and coming to our live show and uh, sending us questions last year for the Talkback episodes and we're looking forward to telling you a new story this year. Yeah. Or continuing the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we, but both of those things. Yeah, telling you new yeah. stories, continuing an old story. Yes. Something what is old? this all about? Are you kidding? I'm joking. I'm kidding. <laughs> While we're recording, just popping your head. It's about an hour in. episode. And... <laughs> so, Doctor Who, what, 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 what is it? It's a um, medicine thing? You know, it's good if you don't know, because then you can play your character better. It's, it's a show about a proctologist. Nah. Who... Does anyone know the Doctor? Does anyone? Ooh. Unless you're playing River, no who? one knows the Doctor. How do you know I'm not? I don't know. I would argue, Riley, that you know the Doctor. Because I am the doctor. Wait, can we, what? Can one true know ourselves? No, we can't. Let's right. roll on. Yeah, the let's deepest do it. podcast ever. Okay, let's uh, let's get this wagon train a moving. <laughs> said the Englishman. You are the doctor, standing in the center of a dimly lit room. To your left is a tray with an assortment of torture devices strewn across it, and a table on which lays a short man with wild hair who is, at present, unconscious. 
You recognize this man as someone you used to know. No, someone you used to be. This is your previous incarnation. And suddenly you know where you are. You're on that parallel Gallifrey, in the capital, in the torture chamber you found yourself in, not all that long ago. You're very aware of the fact that while you are here, you are not present. You are a visitor, a tourist inside a memory from a universe that has long since died. You catch a glimpse of your reflection in a wall-mounted computer terminal and know that you do not belong in this space. This is not your memory. You, Travis, have never been here before. And yet you know exactly where it is and what is happening. But there is another man here, a man in ornate and ostentatious robes, layers and layers of fabric and armor and collar, all designed to add size and presence to a man who lacks either. Even with his back turned, you somehow know, just as you knew that the man on the table was the doctor's parcel, that this is Maxim, the man who pursued you and your friends through Meat Base Alpha, dressed in the garb of a Time Lord president. Travis, what do you do? Uh, I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> I think I'm just observing at this point because uh, how many people am I right now? Like three? Right now, you are you are you. Yeah, you can see your reflection. This is not. This is this is a memory. This isn't even the doctor's memory, even though the doctor yeah. has been in this room in this space. Um, this is not your memory this is not even her memory this is yeah this is the echo of a memory from a dead parallel world i think when i look in the mirror and see myself and then i realize i'm not myself i think i'm looking around for al <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah i mean this uh I, I have no idea what to do like i'm kind of too afraid to speak right now all right that's cool uh, Maxil is, is, he's just looking out the window out at the, uh, at the capital, the Gallifrey capital. Um, and, uh, the, there's kind of shimmering light coming from outside and you can, you can kind of see, uh, based from body posture, from the way that he is leaning against the windowsill that he, he, he looks a little defeated. He looks, uh, kind of tired and, and shattered. And you hear him say, it's too late. It's too late. For what? If he responds, it's not to you. He doesn't hear you, but he says, Today is the day we saw ourselves. And he sighs, and he continues to look out to the city, and it's, it's dark out now, and you can barely make out the streets of the capital. You suddenly find yourself standing in front of that window, looking out at the same view, almost as if you're looking out through Maxil's eyes. And you can think you can make out some figures standing still, silent as the grave, as if waiting for something catastrophic. And then it happens. The sky above crackles and hums before erupting into tears, each one glowing orange at the edges like burning paper. They rapidly spread outwards, upwards, downwards, towards the city itself. There is a brief burst of humidity followed by an intense flash of light. And then you wake up in a cell, a nondescript plain cell, the browns and oranges and greys of the Time Lord capital, uh, plain walls, bars, a leaking water pipe off in the distance, as is the custom in jail cells. 
and you are alone. Hello? Your voice echoes down the hallway, uh, and uh, nothing happens. Uh, but you begin to hear footsteps coming from down the hall. Uh, hello? C- uh, where am I? Uh, to- walking towards the gate and towards the bars are two uh, High Council guards uh, in Time Lord uh, armor. Uh, and uh, one of them just looks at you and says, Come on. Come with us. And he opens, he puts a key in the door and, and opens the, opens the gate. Uh, I back up against, like, the back wall of the cell. Like, where, wh- where am I? Wh- where's the doctor? Where's Millie? And the other one, the other uh, guard says to you, you're gonna get the answers you need. Come with us. Uh, are they safe? You'll find out. Come with us, please. Alright. And, yeah, slowly start, you know, not looking to make a jailbreak, you know. Okay. <laughs> so I start walking out. Alright, you, uh, you follow these two, uh, these two Time Lord guards down the hallways of the Capitol and you see occasionally you pass a, uh, a, a Time Lord in a, in a long flowing robe and a stupid collar or a dumb hat and it's all, it all looks very stupid. Kind of like an old, like a dumb old sci-fi movie from the 80s. Um, and then you reach a room, um, which appears to be someone's office. There's a table in the center of the room. Um, there are statues and, uh, and much kind of ornate decor uh, around this room. There are the, this room is is mostly white and gold, um, and uh, very very nice wooden uh, wooden chairs. The desk appears to be made of a fine mahogany. And sitting at the at the desk, not on the other side, but on the side where people who are waiting to see a person would sit, uh, is the doctor. And doctor, I'm gonna have you start off by rolling a strength and resolve roll, please. So I'm like sitting at like not the, like if it, not the person whose office is desk. It's not your I'm office. I'm sitting no, in like yeah. the okay. It's like I've been scolded by the principal where I'm sitting. Yeah. Strength plus resolve. Strength and resolve. Yes, please. Okay. okay, that is a eighteen. Okay, uh, eighteen is a yes, but so okay. you have spent much of the last couple of hours um, with your head under a mind probe. The Time Lords have been scanning your brain. It has been... It's not pleasant. It's not a pleasant experience. It's painful. You've been able to uh, to withhold information from the Time Lords. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing it by listening to every Beatles song in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, g- good job for that. Um, you do take a hit, though. You're going to lose one point of resolve. Okay. Uh, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, so yeah, Travis, as you enter the room, uh, with these two Time Lord guards, you see the doctor looking a little worse for wear. Um, but, uh. I run right over is. to her. Are you okay? Hang on, I'm waiting for the rights to clear. Alright, yeah, I'm not great, Travis. Um, wait, can I, can I talk to him? Yeah, you can okay. absolutely talk. Yeah. Alright. Do I have like a thing on my head? Or? No, you have, if anything, there's maybe like indentations on the skin of your forehead where this thing was clamped on your head. Okay. Uh, for a prolonged period, but you're not, there's nothing currently like hooked up to you. You're good. How much time am I aware of has passed since the end of last season? Like how much time has gone? This has been, this, it's probably been about 12 hours, maybe like half a day. Okay. Because I was making sure it wasn't like a day of the moon where like I'm in a cell with like a long like un- unkempt hair and like it's been 84 years. Yeah. So okay. So I'm just Travis like... Junior. No. Okay. Uh, Travis. Travis. Where? Where's Millie? Tra- Travis. Where? What? I... Where? Who? Oh. Hang on. I'm rebooting. Um. I'm gonna. Uh... There we are. Um. 
where were you? What, what, what have you have you been harmed? Are you okay? I I don't know. I I just woke up in a cell. I had a weird dream or something. Are Are you okay? Um, I've been better, but I'm just glad you're okay. And I don't know where Millie is. I, yeah, I don't either. I I asked them. They said if I came here, they would explain. Um, do you know where we are? I I have a bad feeling that I do, and I I don't like it. Um, I turned to the guards. I'm like, can Can you help her? She she's in I pain. I don't want their help. Oh, okay. Whatever yeah, they're, they're offering, I don't want it. They are the the two guards are standing uh, now. They're just kind of standing by at the side of the door, like those two idiot guards in the Holy Grail who were supposed sure. to keep the prince in the room. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're just standing there. You actually know their names, uh, Doctor. They are uh, uh, Coiden and Welst. Okay. Uh, and uh, you kind of vaguely recognize them, not like socially, but you've you know you've you would have seen them uh, out you know around the capital. Okay. Um. And, uh, Travis, you have this kind of, uh, you have a very weird feeling. Um, you, you don't know how, but you know that the doctor has been tortured with a mind probe. You can feel that. You can feel that this piece of technology was used, mm. um, on the doctor. And we're going to add an item to your character sheet right now. We're going to add a new trait. Um, was it tech adept we're adding? Tech adept. Add that to your sheet, please. Cool. Uh, just for the, Fun of listeners, because I'm not sure that I know this. Are Coiden and Welts Time Lords that have been on the show before? No, they're okay. movies. I wasn't sure, because there's a lot of episodes in that, like, hmm. Tom Baker, through Colin Baker era, where there's a lot of stuff happening on Gallifrey, yeah. and I'm like, is this one of those things? Okay. No, they are, they're, they're whole, they're original Game of Wrestling cool. characters, TM, TM, TM. Cool. I'm trying to, like, call out when something might be from Classic Who for people who sure. don't watch Classic of Who. Of course. Know. Um, Doctor, I'm going to try something. And Travis Let's tries to careful. summon the wire and nothing happens nothing happens yeah oh i really wanted to still be able to do that i'm sorry travis you're not a superhero you know that those aren't real right no i know but i you saw i i had powers you need to understand that what's happening right now is very serious and dangerous and i need you to not be playing around right now all right uh and yeah i'll sit down in the other seat just kind of like not like quite on edge, but like kind of ready, like alert, maybe. I can see the doctor is uh, a little worse for wear, so it's like just kind of have to be ready for anything. Yeah. And this is the moment where a uh, a, uh, a tall, thin uh, time lord with a, a pointed chin and spectacular cheekbones walks into the room, and uh, and he says. Uh, Yes, Doctor, now would be a great time to start taking things very, very seriously. Now, see, it's okay when I say it, but when you say it, it just seems kind of rude. Well, when I say it, I say it with an air of authority, as you, unfortunately, in this particular moment, have none. <laughs> Don't sell myself short. I've never had authority. It's the whole fun of me. Well, you and I know that's not strictly speaking true, is it, former president? Yeah, but I filled a room with steering wheels, so, you know, what do you want? Or what the hubcaps, whatever, whatever it is. In the <laughs> yes. Well, what 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 we want? That is that is exactly why we have we have brought you here today. Now, you've been on the on the run, on the lamb, as it were, from from us for for quite some time, and uh, it is time that uh, that an old debt were repaid, Doctor. Don't you think? Don't you think maybe it's time you you stepped up to the plate and fulfilled some of your long-standing out. Out of date, uh, debts to us? 
Yeah, no. Um, I appreciate the offer. Um, but I kind of like the way things were, and I'm not fine. I'm not breaking. Oh, this, oh so. dear doctor, no. This is this is not an offer. This is. Uh, I believe the the word I may be looking for is um, uh, is indentured servitude. I think might be you. You owe us quite quite mm. big, and no, I'm afraid. I mean, I did save the entire planet like a bunch of times yes. so in the universe mm-hmm. so like if we're gonna like talk about scales yeah. and weights mm-hmm. and who knows what i think we're still pretty firmly in the black and the red for me so let's not mince words here i'm sorry like you've you've stopped the, the daleks on on Scarrow this time but you know how many times i have do you know how many times i have had to stop the daleks from taking over the universe it's a lot and, uh, you think you fought a war against the Daleks? It took your entire planet to fight the war. I managed to walk in a bunch of times on my own. This whole time, uh, this Time Lord uh, has had his back to you, and he's kind of been like looking at his nails, uh, just kind of, uh, kind of fiddling, like maybe like brushing dust or like the stuff off of the, the lapels of his his mm-hmm. outfit. And he, uh, without turning around to you, says, "Are you are you quite finished?" Oh, no, I'm just getting started, but good. What are you You're say? going to need that energy. And he turns around at you, and he looks at you, and he le- puts his hands on the table, and he leans forward, and he just says, Rayla's TARDIS. And that rings a bell with you. R-A-Y-L-A. Not from the classic series. This is also not a classic series thing. Uh, Rayla's TARDIS is an old Gallifreyan... Uh, it's a myth, and there is an old rhyme associated with it. Which I'm going to pull up right now. The the old the old rhyme which you would have known from your childhood is Rayla and his Tardis too. Rayla took her somewhere new. Rayla broke his Tardis heart and pulled his very world apart. And that's that would immediately grab your attention. This is an this is an old piece of of folklore. This idea of well, I'll let we'll let uh the did I name this time world by the way? Have I mentioned his name? No. Okay. No, no. His name is Arch Cardinal Kalen. Okay. Um and uh. Uh, we'll let, uh, Kaelin and the Doctor kind of talk a little bit about, uh, about Rayla's TARDIS, especially for Travis's benefit, because Travis has not, uh, has not heard of this before. So yes, he, he leans in, and I'll just repeat that for purposes, and he just leans in with his hands on the desk and he just looks you dead in the eyes, and there's a little smirk on his face as he says, Rayla's TARDIS. What type of emotions would that evoke in me? Like what, like what, what, would I associate that with as far as like, is it like a apocalypse myth? Is it just a, a nursery rhyme or like, how do, how do we understand it as Gallifreyans? The, in terms of Gallifreyan myth and law, it's this idea of, uh, this, this time Lord who, uh, took his TARDIS to this, this other place. And according to myth, uh, broke the, broke his TARDIS's heart and his TARDIS, um, uh, retaliated in some way that is not really made very clear there are multiple versions of the myth mm-hmm. um, but as part of the legend Rayla's TARDIS supposedly exists somewhere out in space and time it's kind of this kind of this lost ship kind of situation it's it's uh I'm trying to think of like a, a, a comparable like missing ship I think it's a Star Trek where it's like a ship that like is like leaking radiation behind it and so it's like destroyed worlds as it's like gone through because of the radiation coming I think it was Star Trek uh, uh, I think it might have been Voyager but it was like a ship it was like a probe that the that Earth had sent out mm. centuries earlier, and then oh, had like it? S- it had started sending like leaking radiation, and then like worlds in its path. It or... might be Friendship One, I think. Maybe, like, yeah. There's a couple yeah. of 
Perhaps. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. For the folks. But yeah, the 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 it's just it's it's a lost just this lost ship myth that has kind of kind of taken off a taken on a kind of cultural in the same way that kind of the Titanic is mm-hmm. has become this cultural touchstone as a as a as a disaster. It's kind of like that, but it's it's just this mythical lost TARDIS. But it's like a TARDIS that like in theory could also become catastrophic if found. Quite possibly. So maybe um, almost like like to use another pop culture reference, maybe like like the lost art kind of thing where like yeah. if the wrong mm-hmm. person opened it it could cause destruction. Yeah. And there are there are many different like versions and interpretations on the myth. One of those is that there is uh there's a treasure at the heart of Rayla's TARDIS. Some other versions of the myth say there's a weapon, something dangerous. Um, but typically anyone who has gone up, gone and looked for Rayla's TARDIS, it is not, oh, I want to find this missing ship. It's, but what, what secrets are kept with it? Okay. Are you here to tell children's stories to me or is there something else that you want from me? I'm going to say both. Uh, we, we think we may have found it. And that justifies kidnapping us. Okay, great. Hey, I have a couple questions for you. Where are we? Oh, you're on the capital. You're on Gallifrey. This is uh, this is the Doctor's old stomping grounds, as it were. This is where I'm from. This is the Doctor's home planet, and uh, I... you should consider yourself quite privileged to be here. We're not usually super-duper keen on having humans here. Oh, yeah. I mean, waking up in a cell, that's just the epitome of hospitality. Um, where's Millie? Um, yes, your friend. Uh, I believe I have something here that, uh, that belongs, uh, to her. And, uh, uh, Kalen pulls open this, this, uh, kind of this leather pouch and begins opening. He opens it and he begins putting things on this. Let's see now. And he, he, uh, tosses out various, uh, various mementos. There is a, uh, compass and a, uh, and a Game Boy. And then eventually, uh, he pulls up this, this kind of long string at the end of which is a TARDIS key and, uh, Kaylin kind of tosses it at the doctor and says, you may be wanting that back. What did you do? We restored the timeline to its proper shape, doctor. We sent her back. When? Well, I don't want to name dates. Not that it would make any difference to you, but, uh, well, I... She did famously die. If you wanted me to help you, you just made that not going to happen. So, I'll sit here as long as you want. If you want to send Travis back to his time, that's fine. But I'm not doing a thing for you. Um, excuse me. Um, uh, I don't know what your name is. Uh, My name is I'm, Chancellor Kalen. Yeah, I... Arch I, Cardinal Kalen, so I chancellor some other thing. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I think you're missing, uh, there was a, a, a Rentaroo 5000 and a jacket. Do you have those as well? No, those things would have been sent back to their respective times and places <laughs> as well. Well, then you're not very good at your job because those are not from her time period, so good job. Um, well... Uh, this has been great and all, but, um, I want to know what you did to my friend here. You know, the one you didn't forcibly, forcibly throw back in time and indicate the doctor. Oh, we were just digging around for some information, anything that might help us. Uh, we're trying to track down something very specific, you see, and we have reason to believe that your friend here, who uh, did, did, did she mention that she's a criminal? I don't know if that has come up in conversation, but uh, 
we weren't able to get a lot of information out of her. She's remarkably resilient. Yeah, I mean, she freed me from a prison and you kidnapped me, so the notion of her being a criminal and you not is a little on its head right now. And I'm mad. I, and I can see that. I can see how mad you are. And you you don't seem like the type who, you know, is much of anything. So, and Travis jumps up out of the chair and leaps onto the desk and tries <laughs> to tackle him. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, oh, how do we want to play that? I uh, mean, there are two guards in the room, so. There are I mean, two I guards in the room. Okay. They're by the door. When you say tackle, I want to describe, I want you to tell me whether this is a, are you, this is a combat leap or a, like, break this down for me. Uh, I mean, as close to, like, just, a spider monkey flying across the room at someone kind of thing like jumps up on you know uh i'm on the chair uh kind of vaults onto the top of the desk and jump tackles this guy oh well okay uh well we're gonna there are many things that can happen right now and i guess one of those is a a contest between you and actually you know what let me um you have the other character sheet for the other. Yes, I do. Uh, you and I are going, we, we are going to do presence and marksman to see if we're fast enough. No, it would just be me, because I'm me. Oh, are you? I, oh, uh, I'm the other. Welsting it? Okay. Yes. Alright. Roll, Travis, roll, uh, uh, let's go for strength and athletics. If you're leaping across, actually, no, it should be strength and fighting. Okay, um, will I be able to use my brave? Yes, I'm going to give you brave. Okay, and I'm also going to use my uh, devotion ability. Once okay. per adventure, I get a free story point uh, towards protecting the well-being of another character to okay. whom I'm devoted to. You can use that to bump the roll yep. up for success, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, four, five, six to begin with. Oh, uh, six and eight is 14. Okay, so... I think that uh Quidden gets a gets a shot in. No, Quidden misses because we have to bump you up a success. Sorry, my apologies. Um so you so the two guards take a sh- take shots at you to stun you, they miss, and you are now uh, actually I now I need to roll for the cardinal to uh, resist your so you you got fourteen mm-hmm. uh which I'm gonna knock up a little more. So that's coordination and athletics is six and twelve. So you're now pinning this man up against the wall. Awesome. Okay. okay. <laughs> I have a move. Um, I'm going to do a thing where this is the kind of like moment of... So let me know if I need to spend story points for this, but it's kind of a season premiere kind of move okay. that I like. Uh, I'm While the guards are distracted with what's happening, I'm going to take the TARDIS key that was just handed to me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to squeeze it in my hand, and I'm going to grab Travis by the collar and pull him away from the, tar- the Cardinal as the TARDIS forms around us. That's going to be... And, and as you do that, I am 100% grabbing uh, Millie's uh, Game Boy okay. and Compass. I'm only doing this because you gave me a TARDIS key. Okay. Like, I was going to I was gonna do a whole thing where like I escaped down the hallway and ran away to like get the TARDIS, but because you gave me a TARDIS okay. key, I feel like I can justify in the narrative that like that, like in attempting to taunt the Doctor, the yeah. Time Lords accidentally gave her the only thing she could actually I do love right that. Now. I think that's very, very good. That is going to cost you five story okay. points. It's a big, it's a yeah. big hit. Take the game, it's a big, game, big, it's big deal. Be real fun if I need to use it later on. So I better role play real good so yeah. I can earn some back. Mm. Uh, um, before and... they escape, can I try and grab on? 
Absolutely, you can. Uh, how do you, how do you, that, okay, so let's make that. I mean, presumably Coyden is running into the room. He sees this yeah. one. No! Let's make both of them, let's have both of them try to like lunge at the TARDIS. Uh, so let's make this for both of them. Let's make this uh, coordination. Okay, if and that's athletics. the case, can I get back a story point? Because I just spent five story points for this to succeed, and now it's you, being taken away from me. I will give you one story point. We don't okay. get back. But I'm no. But I'm saying there's a chance to like break that's it. Fair. Like, like that's not an auto success anymore. That's a lot of story points for something that's, that's like. Fair. Yeah, that makes some sense. I'm not going to argue with that. Duh. No, it's. I mean, just, no, it's totally. Want to say what's fair is fair. Yeah. Just, like, I hope they can survive in the uh, the vortex unprotected. So uh, Welch <laughs> did not make it. Uh, what am I rolling? I'm you sorry. are. Oh, sorry, I thought I said uh, you are rolling uh, coordination and athletics. Keep in mind, also, you are clumsy and unlucky. So, uh, fifteen. Fifteen. That's a yes, but. <gasps> so you, as the TARDIS is dematerializing, you make it inside the TARDIS, but you drop your staser on the way. Oh! So you are now inside the Doctor's TARDIS as it has dematerialized. And as the TARDIS is dematerializing, um, you hear uh, Arch Cardinal Kalen, and he's yelling at you, We have a fix on Rayla's TARDIS! There's a weak signal, but you could find it! I'm already gone. <laughs> I have a plan. I, I have a plan to, not to screw up your, your oh, plot. Not to yeah. break your plot. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, We're going to fly to Greenland yes. instead yeah. and just, um, you know, have, yes. a, have a party. I'm going to look. I'm going to go. Travis, grab him. I'm going to try to grab him. Uh, you got, you're absolutely doing a strength contest then. You're, we're going to make that. Um, uh, you're going to roll strength and strength and fighting. And to counter that, uh, Coyden is going to roll um, uh, strength and athletics. Do I get the brave on this? Yeah, you get brave. Twelve. Twelve. But I'm filled with rage. No. <laughs> oh, you want to rage? Because you do get advantage on... No. No. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so I would say <laughs> I would say with that point disparity that this starts off as a grapple but then kind of becomes like a a slapping, hand slapping stop, match? Stop it! Stop! <laughs> stop that! Ow! Alright, there is supposed to be a state of grace in here, so let's just calm down a little bit. I didn't... I don't think temporal grace applies to slapping, but good lord. Ow! How does it apply to shooting a staser at my friend? Well, yeah. I don't have my staser, so not anymore. It's not thank you, well. And you're welcome for that, because that's not very nice. It's true. Now, when was the Arch Cardinal out of the room earlier? Uh, uh, um... I, I got on to shift... Two hours ago, the Cardinal was having a tea. All right, and I hit the TARDIS to the time when the Cardinal wasn't in the office. All right. And uh, I, go, I, I open myself into the empty office. Okay. And then I look at his desk and figure out where, like, I'm, I'm going to look for where he has the information yes. about Rayla's TARDIS. There is a, uh, a, a tablet on the, on the desk which has the uh, temporal coordinates okay. uh, I'm of gonna... Rayla's TARDIS. I'm going to say this. Rayla's, Rayla's TARDIS? Is uh is in the time vortex. Okay. It's in like the information that you that you find is kind of a dossier. Okay. And it it, it gives you the the space time coordinates, which are weird as hell because they are inside the time vortex. Okay. Let me um, know if I need to roll for this, but I'll probably I just want to transmit the data from the, the tablet into my TARDIS, like with using, no, you can, using I, the Sonic. You can just, okay. I'll yeah. let you do that. Cool. Um, while we're in the two hours earlier, I want to see if the rest of Millie's things are in the office. No. Can and I then... can I spend a story point for her jacket to be there? You know what? Yeah, I'll let you have. Okay, that. I'm gonna do that because I'm gonna take it. 
Okay. Oh, I'm going to say, too, that Doctor right now is not wearing her typical costume for the show. I think she's in some sort of, like, Gallifrey in prison garb. Like, I okay. think yeah, that like... absolutely makes sense. Uh, and actually, I would extend that to uh, to Travis as well. I would say you're probably in some kind of Gallifrey in prison garb as well. Okay. Oh, so kind of I... The aesthetic. So then, did I... Is my Game Boy not with me? Uh... I would say you do find on the you do find a pouch with all of Travis's various okay. bits and bobs, your bits and bobs as well, Sonic screwdriver. And that's how I got that. That's Let's how I, that I found too. that, and I was able yeah. to. Tra- Otherwise, yeah, then the whole yeah. season I have no nice stuff. Let's do that. So I transmit the stuff, and then I um, I look at. So are you Coiden or Welts? I'm Coiden. Okay, I go. Um, so two hours ago you were on your break. Yes. Good luck importing yourself, and I show you. I shove you out of the TARDIS and no, stay in the shop behind me. Oh. oh. Before you do that, um, I, when I'm outside of the TARDIS and I find my Game Boy, I say to the doctor, this interacted with the wire in the other dimension and I put it on the ground and I smash my Game Boy and I take Millie's Game Boy and I put on her jacket and I wear her jacket with her Game Boy now. And and my game, my original Game Boy is now destroyed because I would not want to infect the TARDIS with it. So. All right. My cool. character sheet now has Game Boy Pocket yellow and Pokemon yellow. <laughs> you did you, caught in your did you catch them all? You ca- caught them all on your. You yep. sacrificed yes, all I of did. your Pokemon. Yes, I did. Oh, oh man, gotta sacrifice oh, them all. Yeah, <laughs> that's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I go. Uh, good luck aborting yourself, and I throw you out of the TARDIS and slam the door shut, and then take off. I'm actually gonna make that a roll. Okay. I am gonna make that a roll. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna have you roll. Uh, we'll do what we did last time: is strength and fighting. Okay. Uh, against uh, Coiden's uh, strength and athletics. Okay. I got a fourteen. Oh, I'm unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going so well. Um, slightly worse. Uh, fifteen. 15. So you did beat me. So uh, 15 is yes, but um, Co- Coiden's able to, I would say Coiden's able to dodge your shove. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in, in dodging your shove, kind of stumbles away from the door, trips, and kind of lands on the TARDIS console, engaging the time rotor. Okay. So you're stuck with Coiden for a little bit, right. at least. <laughs> All right. I guess you're coming with me, Hoyden. Help you out, jerk. Um, so are you. I so- am. So are you have you already fed the data into the into the TARDIS? Yeah, I think I would have sent it. Um, I think I would have sent it with the um, when I transmitted it from okay. the thing. Uh, so that's that's where the TARDIS is now going. Um, no, I don't think I had a chance to do that yet because I was okay. I was at the door. So right. wherever it was previously set to go, okay. is where it would go now. So the TARDIS is now, I would say, just kind of in flight. Yeah, nowhere. It's just it's just in the time vortex. Okay. Um, so the the time rotor is going up and down. You have an unwanted passenger. Uh, what would you like to do? I can't remember from last season. Do I still have Roman's time ring? Nope. No, it was blew up. Yeah, it okay. was. It was. I think you said it was too heavy to move, kind of thing, and it overloaded. Yeah. Okay. Um, do I have anything of Roman's on the TARDIS? Like, no. Okay. No, nothing of Roman's um, would be on board the TARDIS at the moment. What's that? Psychic paper. Yeah, that's not what I'm looking okay. to do. Um, okay. I think, th- but I did use the time ring on the TARDIS at one point, right? Like I definitely. I think you used it on the Paolo Universe TARDIS at the. No, our on our TARDIS oh. at the beginning of Getaway to yes. find Millie. Yeah, yeah, you used it as part. I think as part yeah, of. Yeah, but I did. I did use it also yeah. to get to that. Well, okay. So the other universe. The reason why I'm doing this. The other universe's TARDIS is part of my TARDIS now, yes. mm-hmm. and so I am going to load up the data it had from that time ring, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put out 
like a search signal mm-hmm. so they can try to track down Roman, like wh- where or when he is. Like, okay. I'm not saying it's going to find him right now, but I want to put that seed in there for the story at some point. So that's the okay. very first thing. Okay, I love like, that. Um, and I think that... Make a note. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to assume that this is going to be time-locked now, but the first thing the Doctor's going to try to do is go find Millie. Yes. Um, so you, you protocolster, what year do you want to go to? Uh, I want to go to right... After the Time Lords dropped her off. Okay. They did not give you a specific uh, date. No, I'm looking, for like on... a, I'm looking for like a time, okay. vo- like, like a hole in the vortex, whatever. So. Um, we'll I'm s- assuming it's time locked, but I'll let you tell me what happened. We'll say, so actually back in 1932. Okay. Um, and you you plot the course, you, in, you engage uh, the rotors, and uh, the TARDIS, there's a violent shudder as you bounce off of 1932. That's what I assume is going to happen. Okay. Well, I guess I better not try to visit Hitler anytime soon. All right. Um, <laughs> Pop in for a cup of tea. Cup of tea. Uh, well, I mean, some bad stuff happened last time I dropped by that area, so let's go ahead and not do that. So, um, so we can't get Millie. We can't get Millie. And I take but, out, I take out the book mm-hmm. about Millie Earhart. I'm like, can I open this and see if she got home okay? Well, the problem with that, Travis, is that book has been inside the TARDIS, so it might not have changed if history changed. Gotcha. But you can try. You can look. Up. I, I, I look up. And I try to do like a scan mm-hmm. of like the timelines and like make sure that like she still lived when she would have lived and died when history says she died and stuff like that. Um, you, your, the TARDIS databanks, and I'm going to say the book will cooperate this if Travis decides mm-hmm. to have a look. Um, uh, Amelia Earhart went missing on a uh, transatlantic flight in 1932, which is historically speaking about five years before she was supposed to. Okay, but the circumstances were near identical. It was just the year change. <sighs> They will feel my wrath for this, I promise you. Um, I'm going to do the thing that I said I wanted to do later. I'm going to do it now. Okay. I think it's, in storyline-wise, this makes the most sense. So um, I'm going to um, take Travis uh, and apparently Croydon. <laughs> Croydon. Croydon. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at Travis and I'm going to set some coordinates and I'm going to hit a button. And then the TARDIS will leave the time stream and it will reappear in Sheffield, New Jersey right after we left after the Wire storyline. And I'm going to walk to the door of the TARDIS and I'm going to open it and I'm going to look at Travis and I'm going to say you came to me not on your own free will. You were kidnapped you were captured freed you and I made you a promise that I would get you home and I brought you home and I took you away again because I was so focused on getting Millie safe I failed to keep Millie safe and I promised her to so Travis I'm going to tell you this right now traveling with me is very dangerous as you know and it's about to get a lot more dangerous I can no longer promise you that I will get you home safe if you don't walk out that door right now. So if you want to keep traveling with me, you can. But it's got to be your choice from now on. Otherwise, your family is waiting for you. I look you dead in the eye and say, Doctor, you did not take me away that second time. I came with you. And I closed the TARDIS door. And I said, I, you've already lost one friend today. I'll be damned if you're going to lose a second. Are you absolutely sure about this? <laughs> I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Good. 
and then I walk over and I, I uh, before you do anything, <laughs> you are both definitely getting a story point. <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just drop coin? No, that wouldn't work. All right. Um. Oh, I, I don't want him skulking around my hometown. So, yeah, uh, hey, what's your deal? Well, I definitely don't like New Jersey. I'll tell you that. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I mean, it's personal. It just seems rude. He didn't <laughs> say anything bad about your planet. But, uh, I mean, they were pretty. Uh, they were, no offense. I know you're from there. They were pretty inhospitable. Oh no, no offense. I ran away for a reason. But like, he didn't say like, "Oh, Gallifrey's lame and dumb." He said they put him in a cell, which is a pretty valid complaint to he me. Tackled think about a my boss. That's not. Oh, exactly. like you haven't dreamt of tackling your boss. All right, that's fair. Um, look, you could just drop me back off on Gallifrey, if we're being honest. Like, I don't, you know, I could have just nipped off, but... I mean, I, I literally tried to do that, and you fought your way back into the top. Yeah, so... I mean, here's a here's the thing. I was, uh, I'm supposed to go with you to Rayla's TARDIS, and like, make sure you don't do exactly what has now occurred uh, which is run away uh, so I think at the very least we we could maybe go to Raider's TARDIS and then I could like report back in that you you walloped me or whatever and escaped and uh, all everybody gets what everybody wants yeah. hey, hey uh, friend do you, do you know how to pilot a TARDIS? Yes uh, Doctor do you want to uh, like Lock him out of piloting your TARDIS. Oh, like, I did that a long time. Ago. Great, perfect. All right. Oh, this bloody thing doesn't make any sense anyway. She's moved all the buttons around. <laughs> this is four different panels on this panel. What is going on? No, it looks great. That's a ketchup dispenser. What? She's this is an espresso machine. I. What are you doing? She's made a lot of special modifications. Okay. Sometimes I get. I want some coffee. What? All right. Did a, did a cell phone hut explode in here? Uh, what's the what's the British version of Radio Shack? Car phone warehouse. Car phone warehouse. <laughs> Did a car phone warehouse explode in here? Look, I, you get stuck. You gotta find things. Just, just shut up. I don't like you. And then I, oh, I actually God. am like going like I, I am going away with Tardis, but not because you want me to go. I'm going because oh. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's your idea. Got it. Got it. If, if if it's so important to the Time Lords that I go there and find something, out, I want to know what's there and keep keep them from getting it. So. Just so you know, I'm not going because you're telling me to go. I'm going because I was already going to go. Fine, whatever. Works and then I push a me. button on the machine. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, you are. Yeah. In, okay. <laughs> so the minute you do that, the whole tile is like tilts at a 45 degree angle, and it's clearly pressing, like pushing against something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have everyone please roll, except for David because he's not here. Uh, <laughs> could everyone please roll coordination and athletics. Uh, by the way, for the uh, audience listening, uh, Travis no longer has the clumsy trait. Oh, yes. We got rid of clumsy. He's, uh, he walks along a metal gantry all by himself. Did full waffle. Nothing. Oh, but I did roll snake eyes on this, so <laughs> yeah, the universe hates me. Uh, do I get anything for quick reflexes? Uh, it just means you go first if there's like a, uh, you know, during combat. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, you said that was uh, Coordination yeah. Athletics? Yeah, Coordination Athletics. Yeah, it's going to be a big old six for six! Travis. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I had a very visceral reaction and I just watched Michael with his headphones on, like, lean away from... No, I wasn't, honestly. I was, I was just having the same reaction. Does that mean he gets his clumsy back? <laughs> <laughs> um, if well, anyone a, could do it, I could. A six, a six does put you at a disastrous failure. Um, I got a 14. 14 is... I'm going to... 14, I'm going to put you at um, uh, no buts. Okay. So, 
Travis, you are going to fall and you are going to hit your entire head. Well, I was going to say, how many story points to knock me uh, up at if you least go to something to, not horrendous? To a straight fail, yeah. um, that, then it would just be one story point to go up to a, a, a straight fail. Yeah, I'm going to do that. As opposed to, because I was seriously, like, yeah. I was thinking about giving you that clumsy there. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll spend a story point to... Brought, uh, yes, little known fact. I brought wait, wait, David, David you're allowed to talk when we're out of character. Like, you don't have to be well, quiet until... Until potentially I'm introduced, spoiler. I didn't I didn't want to, like... The game, so okay. I'm just like no. getting here quietly. If we are interrupting and goofing off, like you're allowed to be. Part I know, of but that. you're playing. I feel bad I'm that you're just... sitting there, like. Fun I fact: like I audience. actually I brought David into Ghost GM, so I've been kind of <laughs> looking at him, and he's been giving me like little hand signals yeah. under the table. And so. if there's one thing this game needs, it's a rules lawyer. <laughs> yeah, so. or, or a third GM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Third GM. Uh, you know what they say about cooks and stew? You need a lot of cooks to make a thing stew. Like more the more the merrier, really. I mean, actually, it's kind of true. Most restaurants don't just have one cook back there. Like usually, yeah. there's a lot of cooks that work on like yeah. lines. It's that old expression: not nearly enough cooks yeah. uh, to make a stew. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, I got 17, by the way. Just 17 cooks? Okay. <laughs> 17 cooks, and okay. also on my roll. Coiden does not... Coiden has the forethought to, like, grab onto the railing. Um, Travis, you fall and whack your noggin, and you're going to lose a point. We're going to take that off of your coordination. Yippee. Uh, what is your coordination at now? Two. Two's great. Um, and I've had worse. Uh, Doctor, you also are going to take a knock. You are going to take a knock uh, against your... Coordination also, but you'll get that back in a bit because you've got a no butt. So I'll let you have that back in a bit. Um, the TARDIS uh, itself begins to—you can hear the time rotor like sputtering, like it's uh, like the engine's being overread, like it's it's having to push itself a little bit harder, but also doesn't want to go where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need you, Doctor, to roll um, ingenuity and technology, please. Okay. Ooh, okay. That is going to be a 21. Oh, that's marvelous. Thank yeah. you very much for that roll. Thank you. Um, that, that, that challenge. The <laughs> the inside of the TARDIS, there's, there's smoke now. It is mostly the Expresso machine, but also there are there are burst panels and pipes. Um, <laughs> and the, it, it gets very loud and smoky, and the, the cloister bell starts to ring. And then eventually there is a shunk as the TARDIS materializes, and then the lights... And this place is just full of smoke and smells of coffee. Oh, can I at least have some of the? Co- is there any coffee made? And I like there's a ping as the espresso machine spits out the small cup. Yes, um, sure, I know that's not how espresso machines work, but it's, it's the TARDIS. Exactly. Yeah, it's fine. Can I? Yeah. Uh, also, if it can have, if it can have a, a biscuit generator, it can have a cookie. Like a, yeah, why not? Espresso generator. It's got an easy bake espresso. Can I suddenly have knowledge as to which button to press to vent the smoke out of the control room? Uh, give me, give me ingenuity and technology with your tech adept gives you what a plus two. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so do that. I didn't even think of my tech adept when I was doing that. I, oh, I always forget tw- you I have it. Twenty three, I think, on that yeah. one. Seventeen. Okay. Um, you get the feeling that if you were to say the words "extractor fans on," the extractor fans would on. Extractor fans on. The extractor fans on. Whoa! All, Wait. All the, all the smoke starts to get sucked out of the room. How did I know that? Uh, Alright. All right, well, okay, well, we can breathe again. Have you read the manual? There's a manual to this thing? Uh, don't ask her, she's lost it. I, I Less lost it and more threw it into a supernova. That's fine, don't worry about it. Um, 
He's too busy making fun of my coffee maker, so. But you, you know what that means? You don't get any coffee. Ah, oh, frats. Travis, do you want some? Yes, I'd love some. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll mm. hand you one of the cups. Mmm, this is so delicious. Oh, boy, how do you take your coffee? Oh, you don't get any. That's how you take it. Great. There um, is. A I won't knock drink at any of that door. filthy human beverage. All right, there's no reason to drink. There is a knock at the door. Oh, that's new. We don't, we don't want any. Okay. I'm going to go see who that is. Um, Travis, watch. Watch the, the guy. Yeah, and Travis very poorly does that thing where he, like, does the fist into the <laughs> other hand. Like, you watch your, you watch your noggin, mister, and it's like, not intimidating like the, at all. I like that you do it with two closed fists. <laughs> Ow! Um, so I'm going to have you roll uh, presence and, uh, and, and convince to intimidate. I think well, I, I, hang on. If he's purposely trying to not be intimidating as, as a player, does he actually have to roll to not be intimidating? <laughs> like... I think it's funny if I make Oh, that's okay. fine. Uh, <laughs> 11. Uh, Coiden? I think you're just enjoying it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm, pr- I'm unpredictable, man. I'm a human. Ooh. Because <laughs> this is the thing. If, it, if it's intentionally bad and you roll high then it's funny yeah it actually yeah. ends up being really good yeah like, oh whoa yeah, of course he's terrified yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah there's this knock at the door I walk up to the door and I like well, actually you know I, if there's a knock on the door I'm gonna flip one of the target screens around and see if I can get a visual of what's out there you can you can get a kind of a bird's eye visual and there is a um... I'll let David describe this man oh god <laughs> <laughs> no I'm actually gonna make you do it is that okay. Right. There's a, yeah, there's 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 a man here. He's uh he's about uh we'll say six four, uh wearing a very neat uh leather jacket, uh tight space pants, uh leather boots, <laughs> white shirt. He has a belt around his uh, uh around his waist with a little pouch on the side, and he uh he's wearing a vortex manipulator, you can immediately see that. He has an immaculate jawline and the kind of hair most people would kill for. And he's um, pointing an energy pistol right at you. Yeah, and he's uh, he's, I mean, he's, my turn, he's doing this, <laughs> uh, and he's uh, he looks uh, kind of surprised and relieved to see uh, see the TARDIS. Okay, and I just yell out directly towards you, where you can see it. No, you, you're, I'm like you're right. You're outside the door right now. Like I'm looking at you from a screen inside. The door. I know. So okay. I'm looking right at the screen. Okay, and I just say, TARDIS is taken. Yeah, I know. I'm already. I like. Like, hit a speaker. Yeah, I know, I'm already in it. Like, I've got it. Go back where you came from. Yeah, not, not gonna do that. Um, who are you? Who are you? I asked first. I asked second. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Does to me. Okay, well, I could do this all day, or you could just tell me who you are and we can move on with it. I got time. Doctor, I look do right you? At my, my manipulator. <laughs> Doctor, let's send, <laughs> let's send Coyden out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming out right now. What? And, um, and I'm and armed and threatening. And then I like <laughs> open the TARDIS door and like shove you out. Uh, hello. I Get was... out of the way, Gordon. That's <laughs> my feelings. Uh... Wait, do you two know each other? <laughs> Greg? No. Uh... <laughs> it's Greg from work. Um, no. Uh... I'm not interested in anything that you or Caitlin have to say. I'm trying to talk to the, the grown-ups inside. Oh, that's, oh, I like this one. And I like nice. open the door for you to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 
I'm going to take a look around because I'm like where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Travis, bring, bring Coyden back inside because I don't trust him. I, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, I know his name is Coyden, but I'm starting to call you Coyden like, like, like a Chesterfield type thing. <laughs> like and at this point, I, I'm just leaning my arm with the gun on my other arm because there's just, it's just like a bunch of stuff <laughs> happening. I, I yank you in by your giant collar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's not fair. All right. Uh, so, all right. I'm, I'm the doctor. That's who I am. You ask. Now, who are you? Who else you got in there? Travis. Hi. <laughs> oh, and this is Gunther, and I point to a cat. That's like walking. That's like. Oh yeah, there's a cat. It's like very like dis like like right now. It's like very like trying to figure out what's happening. It's disoriented because the place that lives has been shaking around a lot while it's been moving. So she's probably a little puffed up. Yeah, yeah. she's like. Can I come in? Yeah, come on in. Can you put the cat in another room? I'm allergic. You drive a whole bargain. Put the gun away, I'll put the cat away. Ooh. <laughs> you have yourself a deal. Oh. <laughs> I, I pick up Gunther and yeah. I... Well, I get scratched in the process, but I try to usher no, him Gun- into the other Gun- room. Trust you. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's a sweet lady. Just yeah. pick her up in a little huggy. Uh, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you just describe them both? Or can you guys describe yourselves? Yeah, please. I'll let you guys um, Well, yeah, I guess because like right now... I'm trying to think of like what a Gallifreyan like, prison guard would look like. We have full um, range, so I don't think they've ever done that on the show. Yeah. I'm picturing um, a russet jumpsuit. Yeah, that'll work. I'm like in a jumpsuit. Maybe maybe it's like a, some sort of like a scarf of some sort. Like like a like not like a doctor scarf, but like a like 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 wasteland kind of thing. Like mm. like like they may like maybe like is like dust or something in the Oh yeah. Like yeah, a more they, like they like put you to work in the deserts, yeah. 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 Um and then In uh, the dust mines of Gallifrey. Yeah. <laughs> um and then it's our chief export. <laughs> I can't remember what color hair I said she had. I don't know that we've ever, like, nailed that down. Yeah, well, actually, you know what, she... She looks like me, because we, we said it was, like, if I was cast as an actor to play the Doctor, but when we started the show, I didn't have the purple hair, so I think she has more, like, a dark, like, like a very, like, very dark blonde, like, almost almost brown, like an ashy blonde. Got it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she has, like, that kind of vibe. And I'm a 24-year-old human guy. Very '90s style. Yeah. Uh, has well, hair. well, I'm probably also yeah. wearing the uh, like you, the 20 jumpsuit. years younger. I'm probably also wearing the same uh, jumpsuit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I have Millie's jacket on now too. Yeah, yeah, dark, uh, dark brown, almost blackish just long, hair, like cascading, flowing. It just, <laughs> in many ways, it just never seems to stop. It's like it's like on The Simpsons when Homer grew hair. And nice. <laughs> then I look at him in his direction, and I'm like, I thought you said you had one cat. <laughs> hey, he's a, he's a pretty hey, cool cat. Han Solo, chill out. <laughs> I don't know what that is. He doesn't means. actually have the crazy hair. It's just, it's like, it's like a normal hair. <laughs> uh, so I put my gun away and I reach out my hand to you, ignoring him. Uh, and I say, Kinnear, Greg Kinnear. The doctor. Well, captain, depending on who you ask, but I kind of left that life behind me. I'm sorry, did you say Greg Kinnear? Yeah, we met. <laughs> no, and Travis just laughs to himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, for the audience is point of view, because we're recording an audio podcast. We did just shake hands. Like, yeah. we pantomime <laughs> shaking hands on a audio podcast. I know. You yeah, like that, I do it right? too. I realize that I'm That's a little late. That's my jam. Like, yeah. I yeah. like to only sign language my choices during yeah. podcasts. Yeah. And, and as Travis is laughing, he's like, can I get you some soup? Some talk soup, maybe? Why do people always say that to me? I don't get it either. So. Oh, wait. I knew a bloke by that name because that was in the nineties, so I would know that. Like, oh, all right, yeah. Seems, you know, Travis. Like, they're all like billions of years in the universe, and it might just be possible like a name might come up again at some point. Oh, I know. I'm just, okay. I'm just having fun. Yeah. Uh, no offense, but uh, I put the gun away. What's, what's, 
just tell me the truth. Why are you here? Why did he send you here? Well, I'm not here because he sent me here. I'm here because I want to know why he sent me here as well. So That's exactly what someone would say if he sent them here. No, I mean, it's not. Like, you're telling the truth. Like, Look, that, that answer is as good as it gets. I just want to check. Are we having a conversation between two characters who both have the argumentative trait? <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> uh, indeed. Travis, you yeah. may have to mediate. <laughs> I, I, I mean... <laughs> yeah, look, um, let, let's put it this way. I'm the Doctor. I'm a real thorn in the side of like pretty much most Time Lords. There's like three that I get along with real well, and one of them's pretty evil. But um, yeah, so they have been up to something. I don't know what it is, and then they had me in jail, and they had my friend Travis in jail, and I sent my other friend back to die. Which oh, and then we sort of mad. kidnapped this guy, too, and I point to I mean, I don't even call it kidnapping. He charged into my TARDIS yeah. with vile intent. Yeah. I, I wanted to leave him behind. He tried twice not to be. But but um, yeah, tell 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 Greg Kinnear that we... Uh, Greg's fine. <laughs> tell Greg that we were not sent. We came here under our own accord. They were supposed to be sent, and then they just drove here on their own. So I'm not really getting the difference either at this point, functionally. But we're supposed to get into Regulus Tardis, which we have now done. I don't know how you got here, but I'm guessing that Vortex Manipulator might have helped us get a signal? Boss didn't tell me that so much. Um, yeah, that wasn't my intent, but uh, look, the, the point being, I'm already here. We don't need any more people. We're stock full of people. Um, oh, well, here's you, the good you're news. good. I'm not people, so I guess I can hang out. I've heard about you. You can be a little bit of pain, huh? No, oh, I'm very flattered. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm giving you a story point for that response. <laughs> and I'm also giving you a story point for being so gosh darn argumentative. I love it. No, this is great. Um, the battle continues. <laughs> listen, I'm not... Here's the thing. I'm not good at, like, not, not doing what I want to do. So, um... I'm not leaving, so you can tell me what's going on here, like how you found it, why you're here, or we can just keep bickering back and forth for a long time, because all I can do this all day, I do it a lot, so. Counteroffer. Alright. Not backing down, counteroffer. <laughs> <laughs> you come along with me. Yeah. Dibs on whatever we find first. Wait, are you like an archaeologist? The humans are talking. Uh, I mean, no, I'm, actually, I'm a human. He's She's actually not. human or not, so... I'm sorry, the two-cat thing is messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... Look. Any tech that you find in there, like, I'm, I'm not really looking for, so... I, if there's information, I'm going to take some of the information, because I'm going to find out what's going on here and why I'm being sent here. Uh, if there is tech in there that could lead to something like an apocalyptic event or, like, that kind of thing, I'm not going to let you take it. Just just let me know. I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to hide it more. I would say deal, but I once met a butterfly that almost destroyed a world. So your determination of what's dangerous and what's not is not really something I'm willing to to lay everything look, on. If we find a butterfly, you can have a butterfly. But if we find... I'm not doing like, that again. If we find... Yeah. What world? <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to know about this butterfly. <laughs> I kind of like your style, can you? Um... <laughs> But if we find, like, the moment 2.0, I'm not going to let you walk out of here with it. I'm just letting you know. Okay, so to be clear... Uh, man, we need a contract. Uh, dibs, and if you have a problem with it, we'll have a conversation. Yeah, that works for me. You got yourself a deal. Cool. 
I'm not actually going to shake hands. I was going to say, say we're shaking yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, we're shaking hands again. <laughs> and you shake hands. And be nice to Travis. He's 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 good people. I'm not going to pet him though. I'll sneeze. Yeah, don't. He's not actually a cat. It's just he needs to comb his hair. He was in a cell. Leave him alone. Yeah, I was in space jail. Looks like you're at Gallifrey Halloween. <laughs> I want to give you a story point. For that. <laughs> We're getting dangerously close to me just just giving yeah. David story point yeah. after story point. Have you heard the tale of the boy who got so many story points? He was GM. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to be able to. This is not a system that allows you to level up. You're dangerously close to leveling up. <laughs> Somehow he became a goblin. I don't. <laughs> You're gonna learn mage hand and find some bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So what are we gonna do with Coiden though? That's the thing. I say we let him go. <laughs> the, doctor, does Tardis have the equivalent of like an escape pod? I mean, Tardis itself is kind of an escape pod. Um. Hey, uh, Greg, how did you get here? That's a. That's that's not something you need to know. Full text meter later. Um. All right. Okay. Exactly. Well, that was my secret. <laughs> I mean, you're wearing it, so like, you know, be better at secrets then. Look, I'll tell you, there's a room not far from here that uh, has been giving me some problems. Um, <laughs> friend, I don't, I don't really uh, feel like risking anything again. So if we if we have some fodder that we want to throw at the problem, he's like leaning his head towards. <laughs> Coiden. Yeah, very I obviously. Got it. Yeah. Very um, obviously. Uh, I don't mind still using still it saying all this in character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, yeah. <laughs> He's leaning his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough because like, I know you were describing it for the audience, but I'm also like in, in character of a doctor reacting to you doing that. Yeah, sort of like, yeah I got it. Uh, <laughs> you, said, you said you've heard of me, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know I'm not going to do that, so let's just put that off the table. Well, then just tie him up to something and let's go, because some right. of us are on a uh, limited time here. Uh, I know gonna... it's ironic because of this thing. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean earlier you, uh, you, you had all the time in the world, so it's like weird that you say that now. So then I, uh, I'm i going to take, like, I, do I have any sort of, like, shackles or anything in the TARDIS that I can put on? I'll tell you what, you have point. resourceful pockets. Do you want to do a roll? To yes. See if you have... And I know you're not wearing your coat, but I'm still going to let you use resourceful pockets. Well, I, I pockets. think that on the TARDIS now, there's Yeah, you have your you have Right, stuff. and I was going to say, Travis wants to, like, put on normal clothes, because... Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, Gallifrey Halloween stands out. Tell us pretty... what uh, what Travis's regular wardrobe is going to be for this particular episode. For the cosplayers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of course. For the many, many Travis yeah. cosplayers. Well, I think uh, I think now he's going to be wearing Millie's jacket. Uh, you know, the leather jacket with the aviator trim on it. And uh, he'll probably go like a t-shirt underneath with that. Uh, probably ditching the flannel now because he's got the, the real coat. And... Uh, yeah, um, some sort of kicks, Jeans, some sort of sneak, sneaks and kicks and whatnot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever the TARDIS closet gives for him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you full control over what is going to be on your T-shirt. Fill us in. Uh, I did just get a uh, uh, a a bucket T-shirt that I ordered online, like nice. the old Pizza Hut yes. uh, reading thing. So I think it's going to be a bucket T-shirt Perfect. for this awesome. adventure. That rocks. Uh, and uh, knowing your proclivities, the TARDIS gives you a pair of those uh, self-lacing sneakers from Back to the Future Part Yes! Nice. Oh, I love it. They don't I... actually self-lace, but they look cool. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to say that my doctor puts on a new je- a new coat. Um, and I mean, I kind of was swapping out coats a lot last season anyway. Each one of my coats was a different doctor's yeah. pants. But like, the coat I'm putting on is actually essentially what the like the Hot Topic blue 
corduroy coat that I'm mm. wearing in the photos that we took for the show last year. So I like the idea of taking that coat that I actually own and making it a canon outfit for nice. my doctor. So I have that on, and then instead of wearing the, like, 90s skirt and boots combo that I usually wear, I'm just throwing on, like, a pair of, like, it looks like I have, like, like plaid, like a dark plaid pair of pants, like a, like a really dark pattern. Perfect. And a, I'm gonna have a scarf still, but it's gonna be like a black, almost like lacy scarf, and it's like tied that Mary Berry sort of way. Okay. Uh, and then just like a, like a, sort of like, it's just like a button up shirt underneath it, and yeah. Whole lot of weird, I hope you're taking notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Coyden, what are you wearing? <laughs> Standard uniform of a, Time Lord. No, Lord. once I change, I make you put on the uh, the the uh, prison uniform. Oh, no. <laughs> I change into the russet jumpsuit of a Time Lord. Prison. Are you actually doing that? I... No. Okay, cool. Then that doesn't no. matter. No, I think we do. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. Okay. No, I no, I, don't, I wouldn't do that to you. But I do. I do go. I do go dig into my pockets, and then I'm going to roll to see if I have any yeah. sort of handcuffs. If uh, you get doubles, you get a useful item for the situation. Okay, so resourceful pockets. Oh, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a plus two roll. Yeah, we have we, first season. We did not play resourceful pockets as intended, but I've been okay. kind of re- getting myself reacquainted with the rules for season two. Yeah, and... I didn't get double, so I got a six. Okay. Um. So what you you pull out of your you put your hands in your pockets and you do not pull out something that is particularly useful right now, but you do find a little mechanical mouse, the wind up mouse. Oh, cool. And I I like give it to Gunther to play with while okay. I go on the on the on cool. The... Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I roll that up and I I put it off wherever Travis took Gunther to so she can play with it. Cool. Um. And I go. Do you have anything to like bind his hands or keep him from like running off? Uh. Real fast. Can I get a fedora? As long as you guys are just grabbing and I, stuff. Yeah. I actually give you. It's just it's Tom Baker's fedora. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's I just yeah. always wanted one. Thank yeah. you. Uh. You know what? I actually I'm gonna take it back. I I know I'm gonna, I'm I'm ba- yeah I was gonna I was gonna say that I put on Romana's. Pink jacket, mm. but I'm not gonna do that. I like the jacket that I put on. Yeah. So. I think I, I think I had the shirt, and then I think I want to have a vest too. I think okay. I like a dark. Yeah. I mean, I can try to roll for a resourceful. Pocket. Oh, do you have resourceful yeah. pockets? Yeah, give it a roll. Okay. If you roll doubles, you get uh, something useful. Forgive me, everyone, because it's gonna take some getting used to for the gameplay of it all. No. So I have to get doubles, right? Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> uh, you reach into your pocket and pull out a um, an individually wrapped uh, mini Twix. For a time of recording, it's nearly Halloween. <laughs> Oh, fun size. Yeah. Um, and I pull that out and immediately take a bite and go, that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tricked me. <laughs> uh, I am going to go, before we leave the TARDIS, I'm going to scan, uh, like do a quick, like, subtle scan at one of the computer terminals. Okay. I want to see how many hearts Kinnear has. Oh. Uh, give me your ingenuity and technology. Okay. With your plus two for tech adept, yeah. which I'm remembering this time. Not that you would have needed it in that last roll, because yeah. gosh dang, those were some dice. Okay, that's only going to be a 15. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Greg Kinnear is human. Okay. Is a sentence I didn't think I'd have to say outside of a courtroom, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> I like that you had to say it in a courtroom. You, I don't want to go into it. I've already said I think you've, yeah, you've already violated the DNA. The, <laughs> the, the, the DNA. DNA. Yes. DNR. The, 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 <laughs> DNR. Oh no! Yes, Greg Kinnear is not to be resuscitated under any circumstances. He's neither dead nor human. You can't spell Greg Kinnear without DNR if you misspell Greg Kinnear. Very badly. I want to add one bit to my uh, costume. I want to have uh, Millie's TARDIS key as a necklace. I have it in my hand right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it from. I got it from. You're right. Yeah. 
You can have if your you tongue you necklace. Ask me for it. <laughs> yeah, I ask you for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you have. Okay. I give, I give it to you. It's more of a. Yeah. 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 Cool. Sentimental. Uh, so, Coyden, what's your whole deal right now? I'm just. You, just, you watch this, like, movie <laughs> montage of, like, people stepping out in different outfits, thumbs down. They step out in the final outfit, thumbs up. Now what? Uh, uh, I could also go, go with you into the. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah, oh, I don't want you, but like, I also don't trust you because right, yeah. why would I? That's so fine. I want to make sure that we are protected in case you, w- when you inevitably do something to harm us, we're not just letting you do it. That's hurtful. All right, fair enough. You charged into my ship. You punched my boss. I didn't. All right, he tackled my. All right, we'll, we'll listen. You were, really part, you were party to kidnapping us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're time criminals. You're a paradox. You should be extremely dead right now. Nah. Just, I, I've come to no, terms with it. Strange. You should too. It's fine. Oh. Oh. I mean, it doesn't count when it's been staged by an evil corporation with, like, bad intent. It's fine. Oh, no. He was he, he was supposed to actually die. Right, but the thing that was supposed to kill him was also not from that planet or time, so it's kind of a six one way, half a dozen the other type of thing. So we're going to move past it. All right, all right. Um, I love this voice you're doing for for Coyden, by I tried way. to do something else and I just lost it, so I was like, no, I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll just f my f's. Um, I'm fine with it. All right, it's so like a let's... drunk f Murray Abraham. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> let's 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 have at it, then, shouldn't we? Uh, so like, let's yeah, go. yeah. You you step out. You step out the TARDIS. Yeah. You step out of the TARDIS into uh, the hallway outside where uh, where Greg Kinnear was was previously. This is where he charged through. And uh, we didn't get much of a chance to describe it earlier, so I'm going to do that right now. It is an it is an old TARDIS hallway with the the grey walls, floors, ceilings, the the white roundels. But time has not been kind to to this hallway. The the, the walls are are warped and bent. The roundels are uh, not all illuminated. Some of them have have rust or damage or or debris on them, um, and some of them around the edges you can see these kind of uh, white. Uh, spores that are are starting to to kind of grow and uh, and kind of spread and coalesce throughout the inside of the TARDIS. The lighting is uh, is dim. There it is occasionally flickering. It is a it is a dark and uncomfortable uh, space. And 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 Doctor, you are aware, as I would say, Greg is as well, being a a time agent. You are very aware that you are inside the bowels of a. So you're a time agent, huh? Hmm. Well, you should have said that. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It's cool. I don't Taking know away I don't, a story I don't, point. I don't know what That's fine. Well, would, I, in, would I, in character, probably be able to recognize you his put, With the vortex manipulator, yeah. yeah, I figured you probably would have And also the uniform he's wearing, probably, the jacket, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, sorry, my apologies. I, I honestly thought that had been mentioned, and I'm a bad person. What's your feelings on Santa? Correct. I don't like him. <laughs> he never writes me back. <laughs> he's um, not in this adventure. Finish your description, and then I have a thing I yeah. want to do before we leave the area. You're very aware of the fact that you are inside the bowels of a dying... TARDIS. This okay. is a TARDIS that is um, dying and in, in parts may already be dead. Um, but you also get the, this kind of this this sensation of uh, of of movement around you, um, like you're almost like the TARDIS is is in flight. And th- this is in part because the TARDIS, as previously, men- as previously mentioned, is inside the time vortex. Yeah. Um, is kind of wedged kind of up against the the side of the time board it's just kind of snagged on it and it's kind of um and you can feel this with your feel the turn of the universe it's kind of caught on this kind of abscess that's kind of 
uh, on the, the, the edge of the, the time vortex and that abscess could, uh, could burst any moment. Okay. Um, I, what's that? Welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna, before we leave this area, I want to do something. I, I don't know how exactly I can do this, but I want to go back in my TARDIS and I want to. To leave and leave just abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Like, I, I did, I do, I was thinking about how earlier I could have easily broken your entire game by going, well, I'm not gonna go for it because they want me to go there. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> like, I would have, like, make, make I would have figured something out. Yeah. It would have, it would have made me very, I'm not gonna say angry. Yeah. I'm gonna say confused and hurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do is go back into TARDIS, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to look at Travis, and I'm going to go, Travis, do you still have Millie's compass? Yeah, and I reach into my pocket and I give it to you. Okay, I need this, and I need I need her key, and I need your TARDIS key. And I hand it all over. Okay, um, so I am going to go in, and I'm going to put um, Travis's key in the TARDIS. Okay, and I'm going to put kind of like Millie's key on top of Millie's compass mm -hmm. and what I'm doing is I'm basically creating a gadget out of like using the gadget creation rules in the book I'm going to create something that tracks and transmits so that no what I'm doing is basically as, as someone who's been in, in a TARDIS for 2000 plus years maybe even longer given that we don't know the exact time of this character I know that when you're wandering a TARDIS, you can wander in and out of different time periods and like different, like eons can go by and yeah. you can like lose yourself and lose decades. So I'm essentially making like a digital rope. And so okay. I am going to make a thing that tracks and transmits our exact coordinates and time so we can always find our way back to my TARDIS. Okay. Uh, I like that. I think it's a, it's a little bit Calvin Bully with track and transmit, but looking at the list of gadgets, I think that's probably the best one to do. So are you doing, so track can be, uh, a major or a minor trait. Which which way are you going to do that? Because the major um, major gadget can do one major or two minor traits. You can do a minor and a major, but you have to take a bad trait as well on top of that. Okay. Um, why don't I just do two minor and I can do transmit and track as minor traits? Uh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, that okay. works. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, typically, the way the rules usually work is it takes a, a day to make that. I'm going to ignore that. Okay. So we're just I'm in a time there. machine. So. Uh, and we're in the vortex. Yeah, time time is relative. Time what is are these? But I have to so, roll for this, right? So yeah, ingenuity and technology. Give, yeah, you're gonna give me your. Uh, I'm gonna double check. Yeah, ingenuity plus technology. Okay. okay. With your plus two for tech adept. Yeah. So okay, cool. Sir. All right. Cool. So that's that's nineteen. That's gonna be twenty one. Perfect. And then I'll spend three story points to do that. Okay. So now I have a. Oh, it was two story points. Two right? story points. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm back down to. Uh, while you're in there doing that, when he's not looking, uh, when um. When Travis is not looking, <laughs> uh, I sneak over to Coyden and I just kind of uh, push my gun lightly into him, and I say, uh, "What is Kalen looking for?" I think I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you do a roll for that. That is absolutely gonna be presence and uh, convince. I think as an intimidate. Okay. Yeah, presence and convince. Probably should get a bonus. Do for you want to? Yeah, you should probably do a counter roll for that as well, right? Yeah. Uh, as as Coyden, Coyden is gonna roll. Resolve uh, Ingenuity, which is not a skill and an attribute, but we're Calvin balling things a little bit here. On the game of Rassilon? <laughs> uh, this is actually the most on-book mechanics we've ever been yeah. Yeah. So it's weird to be like, oh, we're Calvin balling this thing where we're actually using yeah. real mechanics from the or book. Calvin reading the book ball. Um, yeah. Where I... Page 27 of the Calvin Ball official rules. <laughs> Why is it always the numbers I'm bad at adding? Uh, 13. 13 and yours were 17. 17. Yeah, so uh, Greg Kinnear successfully intimidates 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that's a yes. That's more than a yes, and that is that's just, actually that's a straight success. So there's it's it's yes. So, Coyden, you are you are intimidated. Kylan's just following the rules of. We have to get the cortex for the god president. It's a direct command from him. Okay, so then I go out and I give um, the compass that I made to Travis, cool. and then uh, I put my I put like my neck my my like key back in my around yeah. my neck, and I give I give him Millie's key, and I leave his on his harness. Cool. And this is perfect because I have sense of direction also. Perfect. Hey. So right. yeah, and so like you you if you look at it, at the compass, you'll notice that it's pointing at the TARDIS. Like so it's like it's like it's like basically saying I'm always finding the TARDIS. Yep. Yeah. My like TARDIS, that. not Raylan's TARDIS, because that would be yes. really Raylan's TARDIS. It would be, it would it be spinning. Tar- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, shall we? Um, are you guys stepping out of the TARDIS? Yeah. Uh, you do that. You are now standing in these flickering, dark, uh, spore-filled, uh, dilapidated hallways, and you, the, the hallway stretches out uh, towards you, and there's more hallway. You kind of landed in the middle of this hallway, so there's hallway behind you, um, but or uh, behind the TARDIS. But... Uh, there appears to be something floating down the hallway from behind the TARDIS uh, towards your present location. You can't quite make it out. Right. Um, Greg knows what these things are, though, because he's been kind of trying to evade them a little bit during his, uh, during during his, uh, I would say, I'd say a week you've been here. I, I, I would wrote say it down quietly. <laughs> Yeah, you wrote down, how long have I been here? And then slid me a note. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, we don't know in character that, that but the audience yeah. should know yeah. that information. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wasn't sure. I would yeah. say you've been here a week, you came here, you thought it'd okay. be a get in, get out, and you haven't been able to leave. Okay. Um, and, uh, but there so are these... telling them everything. <laughs> um, but uh, there are... Well, this is more for your benefit. No, please. Everything. Yeah, Tell everything. Me. You were born in Cheshire in 1820. No. I uh, changed my... <laughs> Um, but you recognize these things. These are kind of like, uh, like large floating kind of, uh, gestating, gently postulating organic, uh, like, I would say microbes, but they're macrobes, really, yeah. is the word for them, as I've written down here on our document. Um, and they, they, you, you watch them, you've seen them consume other life forms and people that you've, you've encountered in your week here. Um, they, they are, uh, Kind of antibodies. They're they're mm. here to, they're like gut flora, gut flora uh, that are here to combat things that have got it infiltrated the TARDIS. So you immediately recognize these things. You know that they're a pain to take down, and they are moving towards you with speed. So gut, I gut flora. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I turn to the the doctor and I'm like, Hey doc, uh, I don't want to jump on uh, your decision making here, but this is kind of the thing I was talking about with this Coiden guy. Those pudding puddles over there are not something you want to trifle with. And I pull my gun out and I take a step back. All right. I mean, that's not a great plan, because if we throw him and feed him to one of them, then there's still going to be more of them. So we might want to find another solution to the gut gut flora problem. Uh, You see something else. Okay. Uh, Standing uh, down the other end of the hallway, you see a figure. They are uh, shrouded in uh, white... Uh, they have a kind of a featureless, asymmetrical white face okay. uh, from toe to tip. And you recognize uh, exactly what this being is. Um, it's a watcher. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know it's not your watcher. Yeah. And part of the tell of whose watcher it is, is the look of terror that is currently flashing across 
Croydon's face because no. he knows that this is his watcher. No, no, no. Wait, I'm, I'm going to start running down. And he books it. The other. <laughs> Wait, I'm actually going to run towards the macrobe and away from the watcher. Doctor, we're in a labyrinth. There's a ghost. There's a big floaty thing. Are we in Pac Man? <laughs> Cliffhanger. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's you hear a sound from down the hallway. <laughs> really good. Somewhat one good impression. I'm gonna real fast shoot at his foot. Owie. Uh, okay, so so we are now in we were now in a scene. So before you will be oh. able to, but here's what we're gonna do. So the turn order is always uh, talkers, runners, doers, fighters. So uh, we know that uh, Koida wants to run towards the macrobes. <laughs> Away from my watcher. Crazy. Um, we, yeah, you have your quick. Yeah, but that means you go first at the fighting turn. Ah, got it. That That's what I'm. Yes, yeah. got it, got it, got it. But uh, I also have quick reflexes. So, is anyone talking right now? <laughs> I'm going to be talking, but just just so the audience who doesn't know classic who. Yes, let's knows, describe what a watcher uh, is. Like I'm, you guys, y'all are probably better at describing this than I have. Only seen that episode once, but essentially, and fill in the gaps here. But at the end of Tom Baker's run before we regenerated into Peter Davison, there was this element of a of a being called the Watcher, and it was kind of like, yes. it's kind of like, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it sort of almost like an in-between phase of a Time Lord's regeneration, where it's like aware of its own death, and about to... That is that is a great question. It's one that has never been properly answered by mm-hmm. classic Doctor Who. Yeah. The way that we have chosen to interpret, in, 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 interpret the Watcher as an entity, is a Watcher is a kind of symbiotic uh, entity that is seen when a Time Lord is uh, about to experience a uh, a physically how do we articulate this a, a extremely physically uncomfortable death. A, a, a physically traumatic death so for example the fourth doctor falling from a great height yeah um some kind of tremendously physically traumatic yeah. death well thankfully the doctor need... never had another physically traumatic of course. death in the course yeah. of their storyline like Isn't getting shot a bunch by a cyber and, and by the way just yeah. to the shock of all the listeners that's the one classic serial i have seen <laughs> So that that is uh, that is what a watcher is, uh, that, or at least that's how we have chosen to interpret the watcher. That's fair, um, and uh, that is uh, Legopolis for those people who don't I know have... which serial I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And for my sake, can you say the order of the turn? Uh, it's going to be talkers, runners, doers, fighters. Okay. Um, so we again, we know that you want to fight. We know that Koida wants to run. I'm going to um, talk. You're going to talk. Uh, I don't. Have... I don't quite know what I'm going to do, so I'm going to just live in the doer section okay. for now. All right. So talkers, doctor, uh, talk the talk. Right, so okay. This is before Coyden has run, and before you know, you're going. You're going physically first. Yeah. No, Coyden, you don't run towards the danger because you see the watcher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the watcher doesn't attack you. The danger does attack you. Why would you cause it to happen? That's a really good point! I'm gonna turn around. <laughs> okay. And now I guess run away from the macro. <laughs> okay, towards the watcher? I guess. And that's gonna be your run? Yeah. Alright, you do that. Cool. Uh, doers, non-combat actions. Uh, Travis, what is up in your world? Uh, I'm gonna try to, uh, grab Coiden and kinda keep him with us. Not, not in a way to harm him, but just okay. to, like stop him. Like, no, I, I, I dig that. Uh, yeah. Give me a roll for coordination and uh, athletics. Great, my coordination's down from earlier. 
Uh, seven. Uh, that is. Uh, actually, uh, Quinn doesn't need to counter roll. I need you to. Uh, we'll also make that um uh, coordination and athletics because you're running. Uh, eleven. Uh, so that's uh, UF plus three, so that's negative three to. So that's a no, but um, so you don't successfully grab uh Coiden, but you do. Uh, Coiden is knocked off balance by your attempted grab, um, and uh, Coiden's going to trip and fall. Ah. Uh, which brings us to fighters. For future reference, uh, if I'm not trying to act, I know it's involving a weapon, so it makes sort of sense, but if I'm not trying to actually harm someone, I'm trying to stop someone by, mm. even though I'm using the gun, that's still gonna be fighting them not doing? Uh, I would consider that doing, no? Uh, fighting basically covers any kind of combat action, so, uh. Even if you're not trying to wound? You're yeah, just I would say if you were like trying to shoot a thing to block his path, that would maybe be doing, but since you're actually shooting him, that's Got combat. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know for the future. Good call. And we now we finally have our third GM. <laughs> <laughs> the third heat. All right. Uh, well, and that, but I mean, since I said I was going to do uh, again game mechanics, since I hmm. said I was going to do that, and then he kind of stopped him by having him trip, and I don't want to do that anymore. So can, can I now, stop? You can change. That you was less me like ruling on it, and more me trying to explain no, no, the I difference was, to him. I was, <laughs> like, just, yeah. I was just having fun. Okay. Uh, well, don't. We don't <laughs> have fun here. We're playing a game <laughs> of wrestle. Uh, I'm fighting here. Uh, this is the war room. Um. So. <laughs> ne- so if something happens that changes uh, what you were going to do, you can now declare a new whatever you're doing instead. Okay, and that would that be in another round, or is it? No, you can do it now. I can do it now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna. Well, I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna keep the gun out, but I'm not gonna shoot him, even though I want to. Um, and I was gonna kind of yell out to everybody. I'm like, hey, enough with the runny, runny, jumpy, jumpy. You want to maybe talk things through? Trust me, I've been here for a while. This doesn't lead anywhere. All right. I mean, I, I was talking talky, but all right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you've been here before, lead the way, Dr. Jones. Uh, you don't get the opportunity to do that because from behind the watcher, rounding uh, a corner, uh, is uh, a. You hear the telltale sound of bad 80s synth and metallic stomping as you see a, a small squadron of five. 80s era Cybermen. Oh my gosh. As they round the corner, and as soon as they see the Doctor, who they will recognize for reasons that we'll get into later, uh, I'll explain later. The reason is they're Cybermen, got it. <laughs> they, they point their guns in your direction. And before they get a chance to speak, mostly so I don't have David apply the vocal effect of the <laughs> Cyberman speaking, you're welcome, David. Um, more of those macros round the corner and immediately envelop them. And you watch as the, the, the metal of the, the, the Cyberman helmets and the Baco foil bodies kind of erode and, and waste away until there's nothing but like a pile of molten, uh, just kind of almost unrecognizable, like crumpled aluminum foil on the ground where they were. And these other microbes move in towards you as you are pinned in by these two separate groups of microbes as they begin to descend. 